Everybody, welcome to the Let It Fly show, courtesy always, Omaha Steaks, proud local company providing many iconic and legendary restaurants, especially in the Omaha area, including the soon-to-be-open Let It Fly Sports Bar in the Capital District Memorial Day in 2013. I am Michael Severe. I'm joined by my co-host, of course, former Blue Jay, Josh Jones, sitting here with us. We are taping again live from the Hill Varsity Club, where it's great food, it's a great time, um, and of course, a great time to talk about sports as well. How was your... Little kid Christmas, because I miss having <laughs> little kids. It's the best. How was that? Um, that was great. I feel, um, I don't know, like, I guess I should say I feel old now. I'm getting, yeah, yeah. getting cashews and uh, <laughs> ties and, yeah, and socks. Yeah, you know, for Christmas. But no, yep. it was good for him, man. What about you? Oh, man, it was good. You know, it was good. We have, a, I got a now 17-year-old and 13-year-old, so yeah. video games. That's all, they, that's all they want is video games, so it goes good. But having a, a little kid in the house, that's, oh, always, that's always more fun, yeah, I know. And our, the way our family is set up, man, we do Christmas on Christmas Eve. Oh, nice. We do Christmas on Christmas Day. We buy him less because they buy him everything. Yeah. You know, so it was good, man. Yeah. It was like good. me, spoil him, man. If you can spoil yeah. him, you spoil him. I got no problem with that. Uh, before we get deeper into the show, and we got a couple of really great guests. Yeah, for We've sure. got a state champion oh, man. who kicked the game-winning field goal at Memorial Stadium, the fifth yeah. of a game. Right. Chris going to join us from right. Omaha West Side. That's awesome. And then Big Woo. My Steve guy. Steve Warren's going to join us. Warren yep. Academy, former Husker, former NFL defensive lineman. Yep. Um, before we get to that, though, I really want to talk of, about um, DeMar and, and what happened, of course, DeMar Hamlin, uh, the the Buffalo Bill, who had a cardiac event during the game on Monday night, um, was down the field for a long time, had to be resuscitated, of course, is in the hospital now. And, and right now, really good news coming out as of this taping um, that they reduced his oxygen and he's feeling, you know, he's still in a coma, but they, they're feeling pretty good about him. One of the first things I thought about when I realized it was a cardiac event when he started talking about that night was you. Because I, since I've known you, I've known about, you know, yeah, your issues so, with your yeah. heart and everything. Well, what did you think about it when you saw it, you know, knowing what, what you went through in your career? I mean, even just talking to you about it kind of makes me, I'm not going to say uncomfortable, man, but more so like, it's like PTSD. Oh, I bet. You know, I mean, I, I didn't watch the game. I don't know what I was doing. Mm -hmm. um, but once I heard about it, like, uh instantly just it took me back to December 6 2012 I mean it's it's weird for him because it's almost like a freak accident completely you know and I mean what's the odds of someone getting tackled and as their heart is beating they get hit by another helmet you know um you think about the the nine minutes mm -hmm. you know to try to resuscitate and I'm not sure if you know but like every minute that you have to prolong resuscitating someone is a 10% yeah. chance of mortality. Right. Man is scared, whatever the explicit you can say out of me, man. Right, it took right. me right back to that time. Yeah. You know? So you, yours was during practice, right? Uh, no, actually, um, mine was during a pregame warm-up against, warm against Nebraska. And for me, uh, it was like, it was kind of awkward how it happened to me because uh, I was a bit nostalgic. It was my last in-state you know, opportunity to play the rivalry, mm -hmm. Creighton versus Nebraska. I didn't play in the pinnacle uh, arena for our state championships, but the fact that the state of Nebraska had followed my whole entire um, really high school career mm -hmm. and going into my collegiate career, you know, I just thought it was the, you know, the hype of the day that kind of put me in that circumstance. I just literally remember um, we had a shoot around in Omaha 
we did the walkthrough. I just kind of felt like shortness of breath. Mm -hmm. And I was just, I, I sat down a little bit, took off my jacket. We shot free throws. And I was uh, just thinking to myself, like, man, I'm too hype. You know, I need to relax. Yeah. Took a nap on the bus. I always sat in the back. That was my thing, you know, um, hanging in the back of the bus. Uh, I woke up. I just, you know, I didn't feel delusional or anything like that. But I just kept, like, kind of, like, sweating, you mm -hmm. know, in, the, in a sense. Went in the locker room, changed. Uh, always had this thing where myself, uh, Doug McDermott, and uh, Jahans Menega, we were always the first three going out. I always led the lines, you know. Um, I take a layup and a jump shot, and I remember someone saying, hey, hey, Jonesy, quit playing with me like that. And I, I woke up, and I didn't even know I fell. You know, I just sat up. I go back to the locker room, and, um, you know, when I go back to the locker room, all of a sudden hearing these cheers, you know, he's a Husker, you know. Nebraska was one of the schools I wanted to go to uh, mm -hmm. out of high school. I had the unfortunate circumstances, but uh, serendipitous, serendipitous opportunity from Coach Altman to come play for Creighton. Yeah. Um, they're cheering for me because I walked to the wrong locker room. I was so delusional. Oh, man. wow. Yeah, 100%. Mm -hmm. um, so I go inside our locker room, uh, and, and by no means am I making this about me, but no, I mean, it's this is what relate. went through yeah, my mind yeah, to, when yeah. I read what happened to him. Mm -hmm. Go in the locker room. I talked to our trainer, Ben McNair, you know, um, and I sit down. I say, I think I just passed out. I'm not sure, man, but check my post. And he checked my post. And it was beating too fast for his actual, um, you know. Uh, the device wouldn't read it? No, his fingers oh, couldn't wow. read it. Okay. You know, then he went to got the device and he started scrambling around like he lost something. And I'm laughing like he knew something was wrong. What's wrong with you? Yeah, because I feel as calm as we do now. Uh, turns out I had atrial flutter. Um, the difference between what happened to me and what happened to him is atrial flutter and ventricular fibrillation. Yeah. Um, it's not about which one I would it's rather have. going in, coming out. Yeah, right. yep. man. Sure. It's just scary. Mm -hmm. And, like, you can't even, like, think about sports yeah. when something happened like that. Like, I feel for his family. I think about him often, like, almost as if he's someone I know personally. Yeah. Just because it happened to me, one, but two, just the humility of who I am as a person. Oh, my gosh, it's yeah. crazy. And after that, um, and during it, what was happening on TV and what was happening in the studio. Right. That, you know, as a guy, 25 years working in TV, yeah. I, I looked at that, and I, that's tough. Let me tell you something. Uh, people understand when you're in a breaking the situation, and you're talking about whatever it is. As it's happening. As it's happening. Right. Not getting information. It's hard. So I know that a lot of people were criticizing on Twitter the way, whether they were handling it in the studio oh, or Susie yeah, yeah, or yeah, Booger yeah, or whatever. Okay, yeah. I'm telling you, man, you, you've not been there. It's, it's, it's literally impossible. And when you're talking yeah. about something involving life or death, it makes it much more yeah, difficult. Right. And I want to say, uh, I've known Booger McFarland since he was 16 years old. I uh -huh. covered Booger in high school yeah. down in Louisiana. Uh -huh. And he's always been a guy that was always straightforward and tells you what he Things. Right. I thought he did a great job. He was right, right off the top when she asked, when Susie asked him and said, "So, how do you get your mind ready to go back out and play?" And he yeah. said, "That's not what you don't think about that. That's, we're not thinking about that now. Yeah. Not, the, all we're thinking about is Demar Hamlin's health." When, and when he said that, he was yeah. dead because I was thinking it in my brain. Right? How are they going to get back out in the field? Yeah. But he was exactly right. He was great. Yeah. Ryan Grant was great later. Uh -huh. uh, SVP was great. I thought Joe Buck had a really good tone yeah. to explain to people how serious right. things were because yeah. you got to kind of drop your voice. Right. Um, I don't know what Adam Schefter was doing up there because yeah. his job was to give you history and everything else, and he didn't necessarily. But I thought the way that was handled, we're yeah. talking an hour right. of not knowing what's happening, watching a guy 
essentially dead on the field and having to talk about that. So the circumstances was they were doing CPR out there for time. And, Nine minutes, yeah. And in that whole amount of time, everyone's just waiting to see what's happening. Well, it starts off where they're just like, let's go to break. Oh, okay. And when they come back from break, you can hear it at that point in Joe Buck's voice that it's really bad. Yeah. Um, and he says a phrase going to break. He's they're working on him. And when you hear that, the first thing you think of is CPR. The first exactly. thing I thought of. And so then they send it back to the studio. Yeah. And when they get back to the studio, those guys, they're kind of trying to figure out what to say. Yeah. Uh, eventually, Lisa Salters, decide, when, in that situation, what you have to have is you have to have a journalist. Yep. Someone who can seesaw. Yeah. In media, that means you see what you see, and then you talk about it. Uh-huh. And that's what she did. She, everything she saw, she gave us. Yeah. And then John Perry, who's the, the guy who handles the, the referee questions, uh-huh. he was great. He was yeah. incredible. He's on the phone. He's on the mic with New York and going back and forth with that. I thought the way they handle it was the best they possibly could have. Yeah, because it was a situation that no one's ever been a part of before. Yeah, in the NFL situation since 1971. Man. That's how long. Freak accident. And have man. to deal with something like that. Like I think about what you said about Booger, uh, Booger, and um, for me, um, I think I think about when I was an athlete myself. Yeah. Um, when you got that brotherhood, man, yeah. you spend more time with them than you act, do your actual own family. Very true. And so, like, I can understand the, the, the reaction to all the players. And I think the players, their natural and authentic reactions is what make us as casual fans and even those who are diehard fans more understand. So, yeah. for me, anybody who does not have familiarity to the situation, man, they really need to evaluate themselves. Well, you watch, you watch the... Uh, Prayers up, man. The guys crying on the sideline, you know, and I, I always tell people, my favorite part about doing this job since I've been here in Nebraska, though, yeah. too, is watching guys like Steve Warren, Damon yeah. Benning, you guys hang with guys right. that you played with years right. later. Yeah. Because you always had that little thing that clicks. For sure. I, I love that. Yeah. We transition now. Yeah. Because I told you, we have great guests on the show. Right. Omaha West Sides plays kicker, and of course, Legend. now it's <laughs> signing with Nebraska. Hey, man. Tristan Ovano joining us here. Yeah. How, how you? It's been a, a wild month for you, man. Hold on a second. Let me get this. Got him up. Go we, oh yeah, we got to get it on for him. Yeah, man. Yeah. I got to hear everything he's saying. Uh, it's it's certainly been a little crazy since the state championship game. Uh, just. Life's back to normal now, but the first few weeks were, were chaotic for sure. Yeah, you got the smile of somebody whose life has changed. <laughs> <laughs> but for me, man, uh, I, you don't look braggadocious, so I'm going to brag on you a bit here, man. I got these solid bullet, bullet points. 27 field goals is the most field goals in Class A his, history. Record. 50-yarder and a 45-yarder for the game as time expired. Yeah, the record. Five. Five field goals is the most in any state playoff game in the history and tied for any game overall. Mm-hmm. And lastly, you were 119 of 120 in your career in extra points. What happened to that one, man? Uh, got blocked. <laughs> hey, yeah, right. Hey, do you remember that one? No. <laughs> <laughs> That's what's up. It is like, it's like a team, though, really, because the long snapper, the holder, and yourself have to work perfectly to make all that work, right? What, what kind of relationship do you have with those guys? Oh, man, Will DePooter, my snapper. I mean, we, we work every day just uh, along with uh, Marty Mormino, my punter and holder. I mean, he's just – the whole trio is just phenomenal. I mean, we, we work in and out every day. Just, um, you know, a lot of work behind the scenes that no one really sees, uh, kind of just on our own at practice and uh, just being able to – really see that and just see it showcase in such a big stage at Memorial um, just shows all hard work pays off. He obviously looked really confident when you were going out there when that drive is happening the last one yeah and it, and it was obvious 
that Westside was setting up for a field goal. Right. You know, Especially with a guy like over, you. And they knew they had you. <laughs> so you're on the sideline. What are you doing? Walk us through those moments when you're on the sideline as Westside's going down there trying to get in, in position. Yeah, I mean, I'm really just uh, – I'm over by him kicking that, just kind of warming up and getting ready to go. And then uh, just talking to myself, you know, all positive self-talk. You know, I mean, obviously uh, I'd had four attempts previously before the game – before that during the game and so I mean I was just I was filled with confidence just believing in myself and my unit to go out there and do the job and uh, uh, thought some of the funny that uh, I mean you look back and watch the the TV version of the game after and yeah. you just see uh, you see Coach Benning just smiling <laughs> he's just smiling the whole time because yeah. he know bro he, he, he know he's seen clutch yeah he, he knew and uh, he just he, he, all the coaches look stressed out like they're about to have a heart attack and uh, then uh, Coach Coach Benning was just there, just smiling, smiling. and just, right. he just knew. Right. Yeah. And for me, man, um, I'm going um, – I'm going to pivot and then come back to the question I was going to ask you about mm-hmm. the pressure of that moment. I know, I'm going to just ask because the whole world want to know, bro. <laughs> Growing up, kids want to be the quarterback. Kids want to be a wide receiver. Running back, yep. How did you become a kicker? Uh, you know, just years of soccer. You know, okay, I've been, okay. I've been playing soccer my whole <laughs> life and uh, – Family thought I should try kicking, and so I gave it a try, and that kind of came naturally me my freshman year, and then each year just kept uh, kept getting better and better, and just working on technique, and then uh, over the course of time, I just kind of just fell in love with it. Yeah, you make people love the position a lot more, man. You're so good at it. I'm I'm not just gassing you up. I promise. Uh, With that being said, you kicked a 50 yarder in that game, right? Has there any been, been any other practice, or are you just kidding around when you kicked something further before, or, or is that the you furthest you ever kicked? 57 a game, right? Yeah, I had 57 uh, against Papio, I think. Ah, right. see, I missed that. Yeah, yeah. yeah I missed yeah, that. Yeah. Okay, what about other than that? Anything further? 62? Messing around? Uh, I think the day before the state game, we were doing uh, live live field goal unit, and I hit a 60-yarder. Ooh. That was, wow. That's uh, what's up. <laughs> you know, I, I think uh, the focus was obviously there, uh, and uh, we were just – we were ready to go, and that gave us all confidence before the game. And then, little did we know, about 24 hours later, we were going to have five field goal attempts in a game, which is it's wild. Man. Tristan Alvano joining us here on the Let It Fly show, taping here at Hill Varsity uh, Club. So let's walk back a couple of months before that, because a lot of the conversation was, what was gonna, were you going to be a walk-on, if you were going to go someplace else, if you were going to leave the state? And I know people like myself who saw you when you were fr- – forget that – heard you kick as a freshman and, and heard the boom of the ball. I thought that had been a horrible loss for Nebraska. But walk us through the recruiting process of how everything has gone along to this point now being a signee. Yeah, I mean, it was uh, – I think uh, last, last spring during uh, high school soccer season was a little, little crazy. I think that's when it really first started to pick up. I mean, uh, I'd gotten my recognition, gotten my ranking through the, the Coles kicking system and Yeah, everything. for sure. And then I'd been going on some uh, visits, you know, all around the Midwest, all around the, all around down South and uh, just going on uh, some spring practices and getting to check out some really cool places. Like, I mean, I went to Florida spring game, which was really cool. And then obviously mm-hmm. checking out like Alabama and then up to North Dakota State and Minnesota and Iowa and, you know, seeing all these great programs, you know, um, Nebraska really didn't, really didn't come along until really late in the process. I mean, they were... They were probably one of the last schools, you know, in on me. Uh, the old staff kind of just overlooked me, and I, I just, I was really thinking, like, all right, I'm just going to go to school out of state. You know, I didn't, didn't expect mm. to, a few months later, be, be committed and signed to Nebraska. Mm. But you know, um, over the course of time, you know, uh, 
the when uh, Coach Mickey Joseph was named uh, the interim head coach, uh, just he reached out and um, they got me a preferred walk-on offer at, during the uh, Minnesota game. That was kind of my first Power Five look, mm-hmm. and then. Uh, few weeks later we speed up and the state championship game uh, yeah. happens the next morning wake up with a full scholarship and wow. uh that Man. was that was crazy turn of events and right and uh get a get a boston college offer um uh, a couple weeks later after a good workout with them and yeah. i mean i really liked that coach and their school obviously i just it was a little late in the process for me and it was just too close to the signing day and um felt like it was Nebraska and uh, the new staff I have, the new relationship I have with the staff is great down there. Coach Foley, Coach Rule, yeah, all great people, and uh, that's that's where home is now. Yeah, man. Have you always wanted to be a Husker? Would you say? Uh, it's truthfully, it's, yeah. You don't listen. You, you just keep it real. You know, it's only me and you here. You, well, you, you haven't been long enough. You haven't been alive long enough from when they were good. So I mean, right. <laughs> well, uh, honestly, uh, I I never really expected to be playing football. I mean, I think this yeah. point, this point last year, I still was really really considering going down the college soccer path. Is it because the love for it or the recruiting about it? Both. Well, I, okay. you know, I, I fell in love with football this past offseason, really working I with it. I would, too, if nice. I kicked a 50 and a 45. <laughs> no, I'm playing. And then, uh, <laughs> yeah, I fell in love with it last offseason, and then obviously just taking, taking visits to uh, these really cool places that I would have never um, expected myself to go, go to. I mean, I just um, made me really open my eyes and think, like, okay, well, you might have a yeah. career and future in this, in this different sport. I mean, yeah. and then I really, really explored it and uh, just – stuck with it and uh, that's that's what i'm doing now yeah okay at all levels when i was growing up you didn't see the field goal kicking at the accuracy now the distance why do you think field goal kicking has got is it because of things like cole's camp or or warren academy why do you why do you think guys have gotten so good at kicking the ball i think there's a just a, a huge appreciation for it now um i think coaches you know head coaches the special teams coaches are are much better now and they they're really putting time and focus and carving out you know 10 15 20 minutes in their practice to make sure you run the punt or field goal or kickoff Mm. units just to make sure everything's aligned and uh and then i just i think uh comes with kind of a generational piece i think every five to ten years you see a little bit an increase in uh in in the talent and uh what those kickers and punters have to offer. I think uh, just over time, you know, people evolve and get better. And uh, there's a, yeah, I just, I think that's how it's, I think that's how it's been improving over, over course of time for sure. That's a good point. Yeah. Or maybe it's social media in my eyes. You wasn't, you know, posting (laughs) kicks on Instagram, you know, you might be a part of do perfect, you know, something like that. Yeah. Cause I mean, the guys that were really talented, you know, a lot of times you get moved to different positions that people think are more skillful. You look like you can play receiver, bro. Yeah, because what are you, 6'2"? Yeah. 6'2". I mean, yeah. obviously, you put together. So, I think well, people maybe back in the day, maybe they moved you someplace else and took you from kicker. Oh, uh, well, uh, Coach Benning uh, said, was telling people in preseason that, you know, I could play safety if I needed to. Wow. That, that's news to me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's just him believing in you. Just I watch, think you watch could Caleb too, though, and follow him. There you go. <laughs> Do you have a, a favorite kicker in the NFL, a guy you follow that you emulate? Yeah, I think uh, I, really, I really like uh, Evan McPherson for sure. Oh, okay. I Cincinnati, think, uh, right. Yeah. I just think, uh, you know, being an NFL kicker is really, really hard because, you know, you miss a few kicks and you're out of the league. Yeah. yeah. You have a job. I mean, there's, sure. there's 32 jobs and that's it. Yeah. And so I think, you know, really uh, supporting Evan and uh, just knowing that, you know, uh, the whole kicking community is supporting those those young NFL kickers is, yeah. is huge. And so that's kind of why I kind of just uh, really, really like support and watch him. Yeah, that's what's up, man. Yeah. Now, 
here's the thing that we need to do every time I ever talk to a high school athlete. Let's give ultimate props to mom and dad, getting you to practice, <laughs> For doing sure. everything. How, kind of talk about them a little bit, being a part of you know, getting you here. Yeah, I mean, uh, I, I played baseball. Obviously, my dad played baseball in college, uh, played basketball, played soccer for years and years, done all the travel and yeah. the hotel chaos and the, just the rain delays, the, the canceled games, canceled tournaments, all the long dr- plane and car rides, uh, just mm. all, the, all the meals, all the hotels, just... Uh, they, I mean, they definitely deserve all the credit for right. sure. I mean, yeah. uh, then, you know, just to kind of <laughs> not go down that route at all, then go down the football route. Yeah, I was about to say that. Yeah, I was about to say, you got a, you're in the minivan, soccer mom. <laughs> then all of a sudden your dad say, you can play football. Did it happen like that or? Well, I mean, uh, they just, I don't know. I never played football as a kid, you know, whether I wasn't too interested in huh. or just that didn't want to get hurt because you know i thought yeah uh could, my mom would not let me play bro yeah <laughs> a lot of moms yeah <laughs> and then uh and then yeah they honestly my 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 parents and my grandpa just said you know let's you have a kind of a big leg on the soccer field let's try, give kicking a try and then uh i say okay so four years later now i'm uh committed to go play for my yeah home state school like that's that's awesome it's just yeah. just i mean it's just god has a plan and you yeah. know you just you follow it, but it's yeah. it's crazy how fast how fast it happened. What about your high school team? I mean, let's kind of talk about that. Like, not just about like what makes that team so special. Like, you did four years of high school, man. You look back at it, even when you're in college. Just as a personal former athlete, there was a lot of days where I reminisce on my greatest moments with my teammates. You know, what about what about Westside? You know, what do you think about... What are you going to miss from that? Yeah, what are you going to miss about uh, that? Definitely that's just the, the bond with my teammates. I mean, we, we have such a strong culture here at Westside. I think that that's the, one of the best things about our program and kind of our edge compared to the other programs around the, around the state. And uh, Plus, your facilities are amazing. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah for sure. Great. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, we got... Obviously, our, we have, I think we have the best uh, home field in the state. Definitely. I mean, Phelps is a special place, and then uh, just even having a practice field on the baseball field, that's, that's all turf, by the way. I mean, yeah. mm-hmm. we're really fortunate. Hey, did you ever go to the Thompson basketball camp? No, I didn't. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Dean Thompson and his um, family, they do a nice basketball camp at Westside. When I was a Blue Jay, um, I ran that camp every year, you know. So I'm just curious if you did or not. So you, you played basketball when you were little, Yeah, right? did you ever yeah. play basketball? Yeah, yeah really little. little. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Coach Hepburn, actually. Uh, yeah, Greg Hepburn. Yeah, yeah that's <laughs> awesome. He's a good dude. He's yeah, good so, dude. you know, we've stayed in touch over the years, and our families are, are close. But, yeah, that's, that's awesome. That's as close as you get. <laughs> playing basketball. Hey, man, we really appreciate <laughs> it. you the man, Congratulations bro. on everything. Yeah, uh, and good luck in yeah, the future in Nebraska. Thank appreciate you, Justin it. Alvano from uh, Westside, of course, state champ, and, of course, heading to Nebraska now as a signing member of the 2023 class. Right, he's almost making Dude, if they would have lost that kid to anywhere else, it would have been absolutely <sighs> ridiculous. Hey, Big Woo, come on up, man. Come on up, Steve. It would have yeah, been, been ridiculous. Because I'm telling you, I, as a freshman, yeah. I heard the kid kick and turned to Mike Sauter, who's the expert in high school sports, and I said, yeah. who the heck is that? Because I, I was told a long time ago yeah. by Wes Chandler, was an NFL receiver, played for the Saints, was, uh-huh. a, was a quarterback, was a wide receiver coach at the Dallas Cowboys, and told me once in an interview, he goes, I can listen to somebody catch the ball and tell you if they're good. Wow. Listen to it. Wow. Well, hearing that kid kick the ball, yeah. I knew how good he was. Yeah. So, uh, former Husker now, former NFL defensive lineman, of course, the founder of the Warren Academy. Dream everything. He's got his hand in everything. Big Woo. 
Steve Warren joining us. How you doing? I'm good, man. Thanks for having me. Well, we appreciate you taking look the time look, to come oh, on. Hold on. Look at this the is, humbleness, man. Isn't he man. cool? He just said, <laughs> hey, man. He's too chill, You're the godfather, man. man. I was raised right. I was raised right. This is a man who once sang Amazing Grace on the radio with us. Oh, wow. Yeah. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was one of the great moments in the history of the former unsportsman like Well, God. that's his character, <laughs> it, man. It was, it was really yeah. good. It was really good. So when I first met you, yeah. you, we were in your basement, and I was doing a story for Channel 7. It was, I think it was the first year of Dream. And you guys were putting all the sign stuff and getting everything ready. And, and I thought, man, this is going to be a heck of an accomplishment. And they get this done. You look back 12, 13 years ago now, whatever it was. Um, did, did you expect to have an academy? Did you expect to get to this point? Uh, at the beginning, we actually wanted to get to where we are now. We wanted to do it a lot faster. Mm. Um, but it was always the goal to, to get back into sports. We started with the education side first and the uh, mentoring and the community side first just because – um, when I got done playing football, I was kind of done with football. I didn't yeah. really do a lot with sports. And then the more I stayed away from the game, the more it kind of grew back in me of wanting to get more involved and do things. So, mm. um, yeah, we, we knew once we started training and doing different things, we wanted to get back involved and, and to be where it is now. Um, it's, it's fun to see. And that's Warren Academy. Yeah, Warren Academy. I was telling Mike before you came up here that, like, and I'm not just saying this, you are one of the most humble men I have ever met in my life. It's like, I know so much about you, but mm -hmm. I've never, ever heard you talk anything about yourself. So while we're doing this, yeah, go I'm going to run off some of the stuff about you. <laughs> just to let yeah. the people understand who Steve Warren is as we talk about the Warren Academy. I can just start off by saying 1999, first team, all Big 12, third round NFL draft pick by the uh, uh, Green Bay Packers. You're... You're part of the black shirts. Yes, sir. I don't know what those are anymore. Yeah. You know? We're, we're trying to figure it out. Yeah. Tristan and those guys, we're going to figure it out. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, those are, those are just some of them. And I'm yep. going to just keep running them yeah. off, man. Yeah. yeah. But, like, um, I just feel like I got to commend you and give you your flowers right now because um, you do the Warren Academy almost to me, almost without even mentioning any of this. And the buy-in that you got from, from the youth and their families and the success rate you got going on right now, man, it's just, it's nothing but commendable. But, like, if they, like, if they really want to look into you, you actually walk the walk of the talk you be talking, man. Yep. And it's amazing as I look at you. You're a national champion. Yeah. And you sit here like you never won before. I mean, it's, it's we didn't start this for us. Yeah. And I tell people all the time that it's not about me. It's about the kids that we serve and the yeah. kids that we try to get to the next level. Yep. I've had all the bright lights and had all the fun and everything that came with being a professional athlete and a high-level athlete. We want the kids that we work with to experience those same things. So we, we take ourselves out of it and put them in the, in the forefront of it. Yeah. And it works for us. You know, that's, that's just who we are as a culture. And I say this all the time. Like, I, I had to be – convinced to name the sports side of it Warren Academy. Like, mm. my board actually made me do it. Mm. Wow. I didn't want so to So you didn't it. even want it to say I Steve Warren at all? To this day, I hate that, that it's Warren Academy <laughs> because I yeah. didn't want people to think that it was about me. Uh-huh. Um, but from a marketing standpoint, I got it. Yeah, I mean, you, know, with the stuff you are who you done. are. You can't, can't deny that. So, so the board convinced me that we should do it. Um, but it's, it's never been about me. And we've got tremendous coaches. We've got um, a staff that's phenomenal, and, and I really get out of the way. Yeah. <laughs> that's how it really works yeah. is me not being in the way. Okay. Um, because, you know, a, a lot of times, like, I want to do 
a lot more than we're probably needing to do. Yeah. So I rely on the people that I've hired to do their jobs, to do their jobs. And then I just help kind of guide the direction. One of the hard things about being a football player in the state of Nebraska is unlike Texas and Florida and California, they're year round, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, they're doing spring football. They're training all year long. A lot of those guys isolate on just the one sport. Are you kind of filling that gap a little bit of not having the ability to maybe do year-round football by providing what you provide to, to help them with fundamentals and things like that? When we started, um, 2008 is when we started mm-hmm. the 2007-2008 the is when we started the sports side of things. And we were the only ones that were doing anything besides a camp. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of people were doing camps, you know, one day. You mean like uh, performance enhancements, like yeah. personal? We, oh, were the, we were the only uh, ones that were doing things that were ongoing. Yeah. So we started really the clinic side of things, of really going not just one-day, two-day camps, of starting with kids and training them for an off-season. Um, but now, you know, that's changed. Now there's uh, so many different levels of training and so many different uh, specialties and mm. people coming in and doing things now. But when we started, we were pretty much the only ones doing it. And we're still kind of the only – Football trainers, there's a, there's a few guys that do positions, but we're like, we're like the only academy where you can come get every position, mm-hmm. and it's not one guy doing every position. It's I've got, I think, 32 coaches right now. In one wow. wow. So if you have 32 coaches, how many um, – well, like, what's your success rate? Like, what's the – like, the, the kids that come in to Warren Academy, I know everyone wants to go D1, but, mm-hmm. like, how do you talk to them about, um, hey, look, I know you want to go here, but – according to where you're at versus where a great opportunity is, you can go there. Yeah. Like, how do you mold them mm-hmm. to understand it? Just, it's about more than just D1 or whatever yeah. that is. It's, it's relationships, uh-huh. right? Like, getting yeah. kids to, like you guys said, it's buy-in, right? Of them trusting who we are and that we know what we're doing, we know what we're talking yeah. about, and we know that we can help you if you listen. Um, and, of course, everybody, you know, we want everybody to shoot for the moon, right? We want yeah, them to, sure. We want them to to. to, to to want to be D1 athletes, but mm-hmm. the reality is everybody's not going to get there. So we have people on our staff that have played in IIA football. Yeah. Oh, that have wow. That played Division II okay. football, yeah. right, that have played arena football and NFL So this is football. really about paying it for it. Yeah, so this is, yeah. this is guys that have, that have done these things so they can, ex- they can speak to their experience yeah. of what it's like to play at, at smaller levels. And I've never heard anybody that's played at a small school say, I hate it playing football in college. <laughs> right. Like, you're not going to hear it, right? right. People, most people that go on to play college sports love their experience, mm-hmm. no matter what the level it was. Yeah, Steve Warren joining us here at Let It Fly Show. Um, so on Monday night, yeah. Max Duggan's going to play for a national championship. Yeah. Local area kid, uh, Lewis Central, could have obviously been at Nebraska. We've seen other guys leave. How frustrating could that, is that for you when you see these guys come up, you know they have the talent to be in Lincoln, mm-hmm. but whatever reason – Maybe they don't get recruited enough or whatever. They end up someplace else. Max has been through the facility and, and done stuff with us and yeah. trained with us. His high school coach is on our staff. Wow. So we've seen that from mm-hmm. the beginning, right, of how good these kids are that were leaving the States and not really getting a look. Um, so it is frustrating to know that you have guys that are at, you know, Heisman Trophy levels that could have been in Lincoln and helping out. But who, who's, who's to say that it would have happened the same way sure. for him, right? So everybody's yeah. path is different. But it is frustrating to see that. But one thing that we do um, that we do pride ourselves on is not really pushing kids towards a school. Sure. Right. We we try to push kids towards their best fit. And if it's not Nebraska, it's not Nebraska. Mm. 
Um, now I'm a Husker. I'm a black shirt. Yeah, you know I, I had a question for you on that one. Yeah, so yeah. I love when kids yeah. go to Nebraska. Uh huh. But I also love when kids go to Oregon and Auburn and Morningside sure. and other places. Yeah. Because I love them to have opportunities. And if the best opportunity is not Nebraska for them, I'm going to cheer for them either way it goes. Right. If it's at Nebraska, I'm going to cheer for them a little bit harder. Yeah. But if it's not there, then I'm still going to cheer for them. Mm. So where is the disconnect? Um, in your opinion, especially being on the inside as a um, former Husker, in the Husker Hall of Fame, I got to throw that out there, man. Yeah. Stop yeah. playing with me, man. You're like, your accolades are <laughs> crazy. But um, where's the disconnect? Why do you think the Huskers haven't um, recruited? Is it the Huskers haven't looked in-state, or are we looking elsewhere because of the culture has changed and we haven't been um, – Back to our, you know, glory days. I mean, it's a new, it's a new era of football. But like, what's where's the disconnect at for Nebraska in our in-state? Talent? I think every staff's got a different philosophy of the type of kids they're looking for. Yeah, and I think that's where the disconnect has come is the type of kid that they're looking for, the type of player or yeah. prototype this, prototype that, and. Some of the kids' measurables just yeah. didn't fit yeah. okay, what they yeah. were looking for. Yeah. But um, that many years though. It happens. Wow. I mean, we've seen it, right? Like, it happens. Like, yeah. guys just miss. Like, we, they've had a lot of misses. we got one right now, Zane Flores, right? Amen. Oh. Oh. Zane, Zane yeah. Flores, and I keep saying his name the wrong. Greatest, Flores. Flores. The greatest yeah. high school football yeah. game I've seen in the state championship. Yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah. 2008, Central um, played Miller North. You know, um, my, my buddy, Ronnell Grigsby, yeah. um, hit a flip and a touchdown. That was electrifying, but that – game that we just watched yeah. west side versus gretna, gretna. yeah it yeah, looked insane. like a college football game yeah insane it was elite yeah a lot of talent and it's I not was, like zane hadn't been doing it as yeah. a sophomore yes he was mm -hmm. great right and he beat teams as a junior he was great and yeah. he beat teams right and it doesn't make any sense yeah. it doesn't it like doesn't how sense. does that how does a guy like zane uh flores like not match up for our you know I, a guy like that you just can't miss you you know there's several guys like you said i don't know yeah. i think it's just i don't know why that happened yeah um it shouldn't have happened but it did um i hope that it works out for zane in oklahoma state yeah, we all cheer for i him. hope it works out for him down there but it, it shouldn't have happened he shouldn't uh -huh. be leaving the state yeah mm -hmm. for sure we i joked years ago what needed to happen was you guys needed to have more kids the yeah. former Huskers, right? So we got Sam oh, yeah. Sledge, we got Matt yeah. Noonan. We got the ball coming We're, we're starting to yeah, see more Classic of that got a few balls. Yeah, yeah, no yeah. Talk, talk a little bit about the development of guys like that, because obviously Maverick and Sam come from yeah. good, good stock, yeah. but they also got to you know, be developed, and I know you've had a chance to do that. And stuff. Can you talk a little about those, guys, those couple of guys? Well, so Sam, you know, somebody that we haven't worked a ton with. We actually do Creighton Prep strength and conditioning, so um, that's the way we've really worked with him. He's mm -hmm. done our camps and everything, but Maverick we've seen yeah. – a lot you know he's in the he's in the facility a, a ton and I his father's done stuff with us so <laughs> yeah. um you know those guys are just they're different though right they're they're just different they're built different like maverick mm -hmm. is just built different than everybody else yeah. like he is yeah his mindset is different um mm. the way he goes about his work is a little bit different so he's always been um a kid that i knew was going to do great things just because you weren't going to outwork him Mm. Like he was going to come in and outwork everybody else. And then, mm. of course, he's got the measurables, right? So yeah, for sure. He can move. He's got the size. So, um, but they're, they're, I'm, I'm happy. Uh, Dante, Dante Lloyd is, was my roommate in college. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So Jalen is like my nephew, right? Yeah. yeah. So I'm, I'm really excited to see him get his opportunity. And yeah. Dante and I spent a lot of time on the phone about Jalen and yeah. the move from Central to West Side. Yeah. And how that worked out for him. So, 
there's a lot of kids now that I'm happy that are getting their shot. And I, and I love what Rule and those guys are doing, that they're spending more time. Yeah. And they're not really looking at the measurables. They're looking at the kid and looking at the athlete and the football player. You didn't mention sure. his mom, though. I mean, if you want to talk about the talent of the family, yeah. I mean. You know, <laughs> she'll, she was, she'll talk to me. She'll talk to me about that, too. She was the, the <laughs> director I didn't say at CSI. Yeah. Both of my kids went through CSI. Yeah. And I knew her. Yeah. And I was a nice lady. And then I look at him like, my God, she's 11-time All-American. Yeah, which is crazy. I mean, yeah. that's incredible. She's a yeah, she, how how she can did. people get involved with the Warren Academy? If I'm, a, if I'm in the state of Nebraska, the city yeah. of Omaha, no matter where I'm at, I want to get that work. Steve Warren, how do yeah. I get in touch with you? Just through the website, you know, okay. warrenacademy.com. Everything's on there that we do. Um, you can contact the website. My assistant will, will make sure that she gets back in touch with you and gets you plugged into whatever that, um, whatever, whatever it is that you want to do, whether it's strength conditioning, speed and agility, position training. Um, they, they, luckily, I said I got good help. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. When, you, when you contact us, somebody will be back in touch. But, yeah. you know, social media, um, we're on Twitter, we're on Facebook. Um, we're on Instagram. Um, we try to stay out there and, and stay active and, and stay to where people can get in touch with us. What's next for you? Because I know moss grows under your feet, man. I know uh, you're always got something. And I know you want to help yeah. all the kids in the Metro, too. So what, talk about what's coming up next for you guys. So we have a showcase uh, next weekend. Okay. The 14th and 15th, the unsigned senior showcase, and then the top prospect showcase. So the unsigned senior showcase is for kids that are under-recruited. Um, have not signed yet that are still looking for opportunities. Wow. Yeah. And then our top prospect showcase, which is kids that have been nominated by their high school coaches as the top kids on their teams. The teams. Mm -hmm. yeah, okay. um, and so we have a few colleges coming in. Uh, luckily we're in a period where colleges can come in and evaluate these kids. Mm -hmm. um, so it's, it's, uh, it's something that, that we've been doing for the last few years and we've been successful in doing it. So we're excited to see that happen again. It's awesome, man, what you're doing. Appreciate Everybody you guys. getting stuff yeah, done. Thank you, bro. Appreciate you guys. Them big, meat, them big meat hooks you got. <laughs> all those things had. We appreciate it. I right, love y'all. Thank you. Steve Warren, yeah. Warren Academy, uh, one of our guests here on Let It Fly Show. Before we wrap it up, I want to get into Creighton a little bit because okay. I, I, don't think, I don't think we're a jinx. Okay? Uh, no, but right? We, we started the show, <laughs> and they went on a little bit of a losing streak. Man. And then we took a little break on the show, and yeah. then on a winning streak, uh, they played Connecticut on Saturday. Right. Very good Connecticut team coming off their first loss uh, to Xavier. Uh, what, what's, your, what's your feeling about Obviously, Cockburner's back. Yeah. I mean, that's everybody a, that, better. I mean, um, that's, I mean, he's a key piece. Yeah. I, I don't like when, like, one of your key players go out and then, like, the, the trajectory of your team changes and you go through something that Creighton went, went through yeah. because now you'll, you'll have momentum. I mean, it's 2022. A lot of people pay attention to social media. You don't it's want 23 to now. Well, 23. That's yeah, crazy, yeah, right? Yeah, I'm yeah, stuck yeah. in the past. <laughs> but, like, you don't want to get in the sense where, like, you're starting to feel, like, internally, like, man, if, if we had him or oh, yeah, sure. uh, we, we definitely need him, yeah, but yeah. what about us? I know what you mean. You know, yeah. we're supposed to have his back. It's all about the nucleus. Right. You know, you think about the last three games, man. Um, honestly, I feel like uh, whatever's been going on on those practice floors has paid off because they have been playing their best basketball so far. And we are in 2023, as you mentioned. Mm -hmm. And, I mean, I've run off some of the things right here. I mean, just playing against uh, Butler on the 22nd was a win. DePaul – 2.9 million people tuned in on Christmas, nice. won that game. Yep. Creighton's best performance this season with the 83-61 win over Seton Hall. They shot 11 for 26 from the three-point range, dissed out 22 assists on 29 made baskets, and led by as many as 32 points. Yeah, Coach said it was their best thir first 30 minutes. Yeah, they, 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 they slow-roasted. Yep. And, the, and the thing is this, 
like we don't want to get into because I can keep listing things that yeah. they did mm-hmm. from that perspective of offense, but you know where my heart is. That defense. Yeah. We yep. stepped it up. Mm-hmm. I, they must have heard me complaining or something, man. I'm telling you. Yeah. Because on the defensive end, Cork Brenner alone, I'm glad he's back. Yep. He tied his career high with six blocked shots. And actually, uh, Trey Ag- Alexander started off with that. Um, there was an offensive um, push off from Richmond. And mm-hmm. Richmond is like the leading scorer in the Big East. Yep. You know, um, his stats are 18.3 points a game on 56% shooting, six rebounds, five assists. And he finished with one assist, yeah. two turnovers, so down. four points, and two for seven shooting from the floor. Yeah, It's all about that heart. It is. It is. And a different leading score each one of those games, too. Right. You know, Carpenter had his game. Shireman had an amazing Man, game. Right. And then you have Kaluma that yeah. had the uh, double-double. And so yeah. it's, it's helping everybody out. But having him back in is a big thing. Saturday's a big. Yeah, it I is. I mean, because, it, it, look, it's a long season still. Right. But you want to match up with the best. And yeah. right now, that is the other exactly. best team in the in yeah, the East, and so. it's good that you go through those three games because uh, it's one of those things where you just can't get caught up in a record because you know who you are, mm-hmm. you know. And going into these this next three games, the accountability, yep. the toughness. I mean, you need guys in timeouts holding each other accountable before Coach Mack even talks. Yeah, and we've seen some of that. By the way, Sharif playing better on off the bench. Yeah, he must have heard me too. <laughs> getting the free throw line, getting the free yeah, throw line, and getting himself exactly. some points. That's it's just everybody about. being selfless, not yeah. complaining about their personal self. Yeah, and digging into each other. Yeah. Last thing before we go, um, we talk about Creighton basketball. Nebraska basketball has played <laughs> literally the toughest schedule in the country. Ah. Uh, they played seven quad one games yeah. as of last night playing uh, Michigan State as of this taping. Um, it, it's, it's amazing, the schedule. And it's going to get worse. Yeah, right. Because they're in the Big Ten. Obviously, yeah. there's a lot of and, – and, and you want to see them play well. Right. And you know they have it in them. Yeah. But – I mean, Eventually, what, you're going to get what, worn what, down by this, right? Where, where do they rank as um, – where would you say they rank, or if you know the stats of where they rank as far as the toughest schedules in the country? Well, they had the toughest schedule in the Big Ten. That's – By far. And the Big Ten is uh, tough. The, so, Nebraska's ranked the schedule just since January 1st. It's 18th nationally coming into the game last night. Yeah. And there was no other team in the Big Ten that had – or in the top 30. Wow. And no Division One team has played more quad one opponents than Nebraska. Yeah. Michigan State was their seventh one. Yeah. They played Oklahoma, Memphis – Creighton, Purdue, Indiana, Iowa, yeah. Michigan State, and they got to turn around and yeah. find Purdue again on the well, schedule. Well, I can yeah. give them this. Yeah. You know they got fight because of what they did to Creighton. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah. So well, you know, know it's yeah. in there. You know it's in there. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. And even, last, yeah. even against Michigan State, they're down by 22, and they cut the lead down to 12, right. down to 10, and then you know couldn't get it all the way back, but still right. shows fight. Yeah. Ah, yeah, yeah, it's tough, man. We um, want to see all three teams. Yeah, definitely. All yeah. three Division I mean, one teams d- Despite well. me, um, I guess I can say that I, like, at heart, I'm a Jasker, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, and that's yeah. because I'm I'm homebred. I'm from Nebraska, yeah. You know, definitely Creighton basketball all day. I, I feel like it's Nebraska football and Creighton basketball for me. <laughs> You're not but, the only one, yeah. But realistically, yeah. though, um, all I can say to the Huskers is they just got to keep doing what they're keep doing. Fighting, yeah. You know, with what they got, mm-hmm. it's tough with that tough schedule. It is tough with that schedule. So I want to thank everybody that came out. Tristan yeah. Romano, of course, came out and talked Happy to us. New from year, West Side. Happy New Year, man. Happy New Year, 2023. Warren as well. The folks from Heard at uh, Pat joining us, and of course Sasha as well. Making sure the show gets going all of that as well josh and everybody else all the bosses and stuff as well everybody for that hey you know what i'm gonna let you do what's that i'm gonna let you send us off by the way next show coming up <laughs> we are gonna be have our next show is january 10th we're gonna have the outland and remington trophy winner 
Owu Owatimi. Can't wait. The center <laughs> from Michigan. I've been practicing that all day. Yeah, right. And he'll be on. Uh, and also we'll have Creighton forward Morgan Ma- uh, Morgan Malley as well. She'll be on. Uh, that's on yeah. January 10th taping right here. But I'll let you send this out. All right, out, I'm going to give it a shot. All right. It's your man, Josh Jones, with my boy, Mike Severe. You know how we do it. It's the Let It Fly Show. <laughs>